It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. It's a great day to be here. It's beautiful here. We are, but it's beautiful everywhere um, because we're here and we have another chance. We have an entire week to go out and be great. So I've been talking the last couple weeks about the trust factor in business, and I'm going to end that series up right now, but it's something that's very, very important to me, something I think we have neglected, forgotten. Um, there's so much going on in the world today, and it's just really tugged on me. Um, that I needed to talk about this a little bit more and kind of hopefully bring some people back to uh, their basic roots and what they know, what they believe. So in terms of talking about trust, the trust factor in business, please understand that trust is not some soft, illusionive uh, quality that you have or you don't have, but rather trust in business is pragmatic. It is tangible. It is an actionable asset that you can actually create build, deliver, and continue to grow your business in a most powerful way. We talked before about trust equals speed. And when you're trying to do business, speed is a major factor to get people to trust you, get people to feel comfortable working with you, to have people to buy your product, your asset, or whatever you're selling, your service, or whatever. That trust is a major factor in getting that done. So we talked earlier about the different phases, and uh, I think I used the term wave before when you're working on this aspect, because all of it interchanges and works together. We talked initially about the first trust factor being basically trusting yourself, that you can deliver what you promise, that you have the integrity and the credibility to do what you say you're going to do. We talked secondly about the relational part, relationships when it comes to trust, that you treat people fairly, that you are consistent in what you say, that you give people credit for what they've done, that you say you're sorry when you're sorry, you take responsibility when something comes up, you meet your deadlines. If you're not able to meet your deadlines, you contact the person early on and let them know why and how you're going to fix it. So talked about personal. We talked about um, relational, and now we're going to talk a little about organizational trust, uh, which is very important as well. So when you work with people, trust is something that has to be included. It's more than just, like I said, a feeling. It's more than a nice to do. It's something that you have to do to be successful. Organizational trust is derived from your alignment, that everything is in place and all works together. Uh, you're aligned within your objectives. You're aligned with how you do your structure, your, your, your um, uh, operational expertise. All of those things are aligned and they grow out of trust and continue to develop more trust. People work best when they are trusted themselves or have a high level of trust. Uh, to create a high level of trust environment, that's something you have to create in your organization. Then your system, like I said, all work together and people understand what they're doing and the objectives are clear, um, that you communicate on a very uh, consistent level. And you're not afraid to tell the people why. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. The problem comes when people are taxed and they're trying to do things that they don't know why they're doing them, how they're doing, and things are not in line. So whenever you have this 
confusion, if you will, when you're not trusting your employees or staff or, 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 or clients or stakeholders, you come up with a number of different problems. You have a high level of redundancy. If people are not communicating, you're not talking to each other and telling people what you want done, sharing ideas, sharing concepts. People will do things, be redundancy because no one knows what the other person is doing. That's a part of trust. Uh, you don't want a whole bunch of bureaucracy and rules, but you still have to have some level of rules and regulations to go forward. Don't have so many rules and regulations where it is make people feel encumbered or make them feel like you don't trust them while you have these things set up. That's why I think explaining why is so important. We talked about it before in other situations. When you're dealing with your team, when you're a leader of a team, you oftentimes have to share with them why you're doing something. They understand it. I need you to give me three copies of this document when you turn it into me. That may feel redundant. That may feel overworked, overtaxed. You don't trust me. No, when I say to you, I need three copies, this is why. I need one for myself. I'm going to get another one to go into the files. I'm going to scratch this. I want one going to the file, but I want one to go to the vice president, so-and-so, whatever. Explain to them why you have to have so many. Explain to them why you have to dot this I and cross this T. Don't make them feel like you make them do extra work because you don't trust them. So that's really, really important to always explain why. Um, if you have an organization where they understand what they're doing and you feel the trust, you have less of the active, and I'll say that word real close, active politics in the office or the workplace or whatever because people are still trying to figure out, still trying to understand, trying to jockey for position. So you have more politics going on and people maneuvering and, and taking extra time to do stuff that's not necessarily to do. Um, people come disengaged with the project or the project or the business or whatever. They feel disoriented. They don't feel comfortable there. They don't feel it's just a camaraderie that they wanted there. That happens when there's no trust there. Um, also, we have a high level of turnover. And clearly, in this day and time, people are starving for staff and, and employees. So you want to keep the good ones you have. You want to keep them working and growing and understanding and becoming better and better at what they do. You also have to turn with your vendors and with your clients and there's no level of trust that's happening there. You don't understand the organization where you're going and why you're trying to go. On the contrast of that, if you have high trust in your organization, people are communicating, people understand where we're going. They feel like they're needed. They feel like they're trusted. You feel their opinions are trusted, and that's another thing we'll talk about a little bit. People tend to feel more valued. They want to continue to be there. They also want to continue to stay there. Um, you will see that your sales, your profits is going to increase because I'm feeling good about where I'm working. These people respect me. They trust me. I'm going to work a little bit harder. You will see the benefit of people all together on the same level, on the same concept, working toward each other, working on the same goal because we all understand you'll see better sales and you'll see more profitability. When you have a team that's working together as a team, you're going to see more innovation and more creativity because everybody's working together. They're not afraid to feel off, feed off each other, They're not afraid to say something that they're afraid it might sound stupid or whatever. They start saying things, talk about things, start ending the other person's sentence. You've got a team humming and working together, and they get excited about that. The level of collaboration comes forward. The teamwork gets stronger. And I'm going to tell you, you can't beat anything like having a real, well-oiled, tight team that's enjoying and living what they're doing. You have a better partnership outside as well for other companies, other organizations. They see you humming. They see you getting it done. They want to be a part of that as well. All your 
company strategies are being executed well because they bought into them. They trust it's the right thing to do. Not only trust you, they trust the strategies or the right strategies. They trust we on point. They trust that we're doing the right thing. Those things get executed with a lot more efficiency. And included in all of that, it heightens your level of loyalty and longevity. People want to stay in that kind of environment. All those things build you have a strong operational piece, a strong place where people feel operational trust. So whether you have to drag into a low trust environment or a high trust environment, it's clearly up to you. Clearly, you're the leader here, and that really is a mark of a good leader, whether you're a good leader or a good manager, that you're able to instill in your organization your values. You all can agree upon where you're going. You're going to get there together. Everyone feels good at what they're doing, and that trust is a big part of that. That's a big part of being a good leader in leadership. But when you fail to do those things in your organization, and you're not aligned to your system is going to be slowed down, more confusion, more bureaucracy. So it's not something that you're going to be as well in tune to generate sales, generate more help, generate more people doing what they do well and, and going forward. That's a major part, I have to say. I think companies need to take more time. Leaders need to take more time to share, explain, give that trust out to people. I know. Oftentimes, it's like I don't want to tell them too much and they go tell somebody else. I don't want to tell. And I understand there are levels of uh, you need to keep private and confidential until it's time to do that. But when you can share, you can say we're going forward. You're going to say we're going to be expanding. That's something to get excited about. You don't have to tell them how we're going to expand. I'm going to contract with this company to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to buy X, Y, and Z to do this. Those details are not necessarily something you want to vouch, but you're going to say, Hey, guys, I want this thing to go forward. When we're able to get up to this sales level, that's going to allow us to make some expansions. That's going to allow us to put a little bit of money in your pockets. That's going to allow us to get better benefits. We know we're working toward a goal. Wow, I'm, I, I, he, she shared the plan with me. I'm excited about this. I'm part of the team. I want to work a little harder. That's very, very important to organizations, to make people feel they're important, that they need it, that you trust them. Um, that you believe in them, and together you guys can make these things happen. I talked before about when you talk about this trust and have an open-door policy to a point, people come to you with ideas you hadn't thought about before. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much experience you have. I don't care how many times you've done this. You cannot possibly think about everything. They will come to you and say, oh, this idea I had, I thought about this, perhaps this. Maybe it's not the total right idea, but maybe parts of what they said made you think about something else. Are you able to work together to come up with a better solution for the company, the organization, to gain more profit, to gain more awareness, to gain more sales? Bottom line, it has to be a level of conversation back and forth and trust. I feel comfortable dealing with you. I feel comfortable that I can share with you. I feel comfortable that you're a part of the organization and you're not going to try to do something that's not trustworthy. I can't say it enough. There's a point that you have to go to share the trust. I am not not advocating you share every aspect of your business plan and every plan you're making with every part of your employee place. I'm not advocating that at all. But they can at least know some directional things you're going in to make them feel a part of it, and I want to grow with that, okay? Now, after you get 
your personal thing together, you confident, you got together, you got um, your relationships, people understand you are a trustworthy person, they feel good about you, your organization is in sync, they're moving forward, they got a plan, they trust the plan, they trust we'll get there. They have to look a little bit different looking through terms of the overall marketplace you're in. What does that marketplace say about trust? Are you in a, a, a line, a business that people don't trust? Think about it for a minute. There are a couple that come to your mind. People don't trust cars. They don't trust car dealerships. Let's put it that way. Okay, go. I don't want to go buy a car. You have to go through all this women role, all of this negotiating back and forth, all of this let me talk to my manager thing, all of this bait and switch, all of that. That's a marketplace people don't tend to trust. And thus, what came out of that trust, not trusting automotive companies, not going through the dance with the salespeople back and forth, not dealing with the three, four hours in the automotive shop, not having to deal with the bait and switch. What came out of that? These buy online services, the Carvanas and all those that you buy online. You put everything into the computer, you upload it if you want to upload, you put the pictures in, they come back with an offer. No haggling, no going through my frustrations. I don't trust this guy. He told me this. That took out a lot of the factors. And, and think about it. That whole industry, you know, is a lot of other factors. But a major part of why that industry is doing so well is trust. People found it was easier not to deal, unfortunately, not to deal with a salesperson and their shenanigans and their back and forth and their haggling and they talk to the manager. Look what happened. And now people are buying more and more and more cars with these online services and being very happy with the outcome because no one trusted that process. Everyone knew it was a sham. Everyone knew going in there, you got to do this dance. You got to talk to my manager. I'm trying to get you the best deal. That dance got so tiring and so frustrating that people came up with another whole way of buying and selling cars because that was a marketplace people didn't trust. If your reputation is good, then people will trust you and will be able to get things done greater and faster. And let's remember that. Another thing about that piece of it is one of the best sales tools, mediums in advertising is word of mouth. It's the most 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 cost effective. Doesn't really cost you too much, and it's the one that people believe mostly. Not radio, not TV. Word of mouth. Subsequently, if your friend because of this, if your friend tells you, someone you trust, your friend says to you, this place has great food. You would love their lobster tail or whatever you like, crab cakes or steak or whatever. You're going to actually go there. Regardless if you've seen an ad for it, you're going to go because someone you trusted told you to go there. Opposed to, I can do a commercial, radio, TV, I can do a billboard, or I can even do online. And online is close to word of mouth. But still, nevertheless, and I say, this is great food, you're like, hmm, well, maybe. But a person who you trust, your friend, tells you, or a other person, a celebrity that you trust, or athlete that you trust, a celebrity, a songer, someone you trust in life says to you, this place is a place to go to get shoes, uh, handbags, uh, get your hair done, get your hair cut, to get um, certain kind of foods. You won't go because you trust that person. So word of mouth, we all know it's the most powerful form of advertising because you trust. 
So the market trust works as well the same way. If someone has purchased a car, even as a bad, a bad, uh, uh, could be a bad situation for you. But if my friend has trusted a car, bought a car from this place, or if my brother has bought a car, who I trust has bought a car from this location and said, hey, I went there, but this guy, Bob, was good. And he didn't send me around and around and around. I got my deal done. Then I'm more likely to go to Bob opposed to somebody else that might be there. I'll wait on Bob. I'll wait to Bob finish with his client because I could trust Bob. So Bob will get that sale opposed to somebody else because he gave my friend a good experience. So marketplace, how your marketplace, which is what's out there, industry overall, how is that dealt with? How, how do people trust that? And like I said, automotive is a great example of people, another whole way of sales came about because of the, a lot, not, not only because, but a lot because of the fact that there was no trust in the automotive sale. People thought they were being ripped off constantly, so there was no trust there. So your marketplace has to be a trustworthy marketplace or do your best to make it trustworthy. Uh, people get other, you know, people do other things. What can I do to make you feel that I'm going to deliver what you're going, what you need to have delivered. What can I do? What can, what can I do? It probably, you know, and so, so that was, that was all that was all about. Um, how you conduct yourself, your behaviors, all of that's important. All that goes back to how basic meetings are number one. What kind of things you can do in your behavior, saying what you mean, meaning what you say, being forthright, listening, all those things we talked about before is needed in your, in your organization, in the marketplace overall to ensure that you are conveying to the customer, the client, that you're somebody who can be trusted. Does that overall brand, that marketplace, have to have integrity? Do you have the reputation of honesty and, not, and willing to face any challenges head on? I don't want to buy a car, this kind of car, because God knows that there's something goes wrong with it. I heard that for years and years about certain cars, like a Jaguar. I heard years and years and years. Oh, they're beautiful cars, but my God, once you get one, it's constantly going to be some problems, problems, problems. Constantly problems, problems, problems. And it won't fix it. You run around with it. And that turned a lot of people off from buying that particular car. Now, I can talk about that because I used to have a Jaguar, and actually I love the car. Um, I didn't have any problems at all. But that reputation was out there. When I first bought the car, that's what I heard my family say. Oh, you sure you want to do all them, all them, all them, all them the problems, going back and forth, back and forth? Lucky for me, it didn't happen. That probably deterred a lot of other people from buying that car. So the marketplace overall is another fact you have to deal with and trust. If you have a car dealership and that you know your car has a reputation of uh, being problematic or whatever, you may have to do some other things. You may have to add to this, add some other uh, uh, checkpoints in terms of you know we'll do this and this happens, or we'll replace this and this happens, or we'll do whatever, whatever. We'll give you so much service so period of time. You may have to do some other things to make sure you trust in the marketplace, and people will say, oh, okay, well, yeah, they could be problematic, but uh, this dealership has made every effort to make sure I'm satisfied and they're going to take care of me no matter what happens, and that's what you want here. And one other thing about this word of mouth piece I'm going to say to you is that you don't get that respect lightly. The respect you get from word of mouth, the way you had one customer go tell another customer, you obviously have enacted all the things we said about doing what you say you're going to do, being fair, being up front. You have done that. Continue that process. Why not continue that all the time? Because you know it's going to only bring you more and more good clients, more and more clients that already are predisposed to like you. Um, they are predisposed to say you're the person that I want to purchase my car or my vehicle or wherever from. 
when you talk about your reputation overall in the marketplace, a couple questions. Do my, does my brand demonstrate good intent? People say, okay, they're going to sell me a good, a good vehicle. Or they say they're going to just rip me off, give me the first thing I can get, they're going to overprice me. Uh, they want to know, do you perceive that you are servicing a customer opposed to are you just trying to make a profit? What do people think about you? Am I doing the right thing for the customer? Am I going to tell him, you know, this car is better than that car for this reason? Or I'm going to sell the most expensive car because I can make more money off that? So what are your intent? Let people know what your intent is. Let people feel that your intent, I'm going to do you a good deal. Uh, does the brand have positive association with people? And are they, are, they have a brand of excellence and, and relevance? Is that brand relevant? Is that brand excellent? Can I associate with that brand because they believe in the same things I believe in? Do you do customers believe that you will deliver what was promised to them, and that you're willing to commit and go forward? And would you recommend that company as to a friend? Those are things that I think about your brand. If you can't answer those questions, yes, yes, and yes, confidently, if you can't say that confidently, then there's some things you need to work on on the brand overall for the overall trust of your brand in the marketplace out there. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about a little bit is one more factor on this whole trust thing. Societal trust. Does your brand overall have societal trust? Does the society feel good about the brand? Does society feel like you're giving back? Is that brand giving back? There are a number of examples of that. There's a lot of organizations that are very successful with that. Um, back to McDonald's. McDonald's was one of the kind of companies that gave and gave the community. They sponsored the Ronald McDonald's house. They had Ronald McDonald's children's charities. The, the local franchisees sponsored uh, uh, baseball teams in the community. They had all kinds of things they did. Sponsored. McDonald's was built on Hallmark on children and giving things back, and people just loved them, loved them, loved them. While they may not be the best-tasting uh, hamburger, they gave back to the community, and they understood the importance of reaching to the little children and doing the Happy Meals, and people, kids want to go there, so that's what happened. Do people feel good about you? Do you do back to the society? Starbucks is another example. They give a lot to the arts and to uh, uh, farmers who actually prepare their beans and stuff for their coffee. They make sure they give them fair trade, fair money. They make sure that they give a lot to the arts and the community. They do a lot of stuff. But what I want to talk about or say about one company is we talk about cars a lot. Let's talk about Subaru. Subaru was a prime example of a good-made vehicle, but they also got that societal trust because Subaru gives you, gives back to the community. There are four or five different charities. If you buy a car from them, then they give money back to these charities. They're giving millions and millions and millions of dollars back. It's a good product. It's a good vehicle as well, to my understanding. I've never driven one, but I know people who have them. They're very happy with them. But I tell you what. They're a company I would consider because I know maybe a small part, but part of my money is going back to a cause, like um, the animal shelter or something like that I like. They're giving back to the community, and that's really, really important. And then they, they, their whole brand promises, Subaru is love. You know, I, you look at all the other car companies, they talk about the quality of their car, how fast it drives, or how convenient the technology on the car, whatever. But Subaru says, Subaru is love. 
And during the holiday time, they talk about how to give to charities and give to whatever. So from a society perspective, societal perspective, Subaru is a brand we trust because they give back, they show their awareness, they show the care about the company, the country, and they're doing wonderful things. So those are the kind of things we're trying to talk about in terms of this brand trust, this trust in business overall. Once again, trusting yourself first, that you're able to deliver what you said you delivered. You have the credentials for it. You have the confidence for it. You can make it happen. Number two, your relationship trust with people you interact with. Do you say what you mean? Do you mean what you say? Do you follow through with people? Do you give people pats on the back? Do you um, make a commitment? And do you stick to that commitment? If that commitment cannot be fulfilled, you let the person know early on. And you make things right if it's not right. You know, we talked about the organizational trust. Do your organization trust you, trust each other? Are you guys going forward in a trustworthy way that they feel like we can work together? We got that team spirit, team working to a total goal. Everybody feels good about working here. We're going to kick some butt. We're going to make some positive things happen. Is that going on in your organization? What can I lead you to make that happen? What's happening in your marketplace overall? Can we trust the marketplace? Do people think of certain things about your marketplace? Do you think that about your products? They think about, um, so how do you deal with that? How do you combat that? I am not advocating that anyone not consider going into cars. I'm just saying, what can you do? knowing that there are some challenges out there about trustworthiness in cars and vehicles, what can we do? What can happen with that? So that's another factor. And then overall, what do you do for society? The person called you up and said, what have you done for the country? What do you do for society? What would you say? Is it just a money pitch that you to get more and more money, more more revenue to go in your pocket? Or are you looking at it saying, hey, I want to be a good neighbor. I want to help my employees to have something. I also want to give some back to the community. And those are the kind of factors people look at and trust. And when we finish this conversation today, think a little bit about that in those terms. We don't talk about these things often, but I think we should. We don't market these things often, but I think we should. Your integrity, who you are as a person, your brand, and that's all you have in business is your brand, who you are. People want to do business with people they can trust. And if you don't feel that way about it, look at it this way. It's a good way to make your business more successful, because I said before, trust equals speed. Speed equals more sales. And it's going to make your company, your organization more profitable in that way. So that's what we're talking about today. I'm really excited about this concept. I want you to think more and more about it. As I prepared for this, it made me, I hope, a better business person. I thought about a lot more things I could do better, uh, more successfully. So I pray that happens with you as well. I hope you guys have a great, wonderful day. I want you to go out and be blessed. Join me next week. i got a great guest for you next week. We'll talk about some business things in a very unique way. Join us next week. Continue to grow in greatness. Go out and be great. Thank you. Have a great day. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness.